the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Someone once said, Mama, don't let your sons grow up to be cowboys. There's some truth in that. Not a lot of money being a cowboy these days. I've said, and I've pissed off many people on this show, don't want your kids to be poetry majors or philosophy majors or theater majors because there's not a lot of jobs in in the real world. And I'll get someone who sends me, my brother's a CEO of a billion-dollar company, and he was a philosophy major. Okay, that's one. Show me a second one, and then I'll concede. Let's bring in Carrie Flynn from Ivy Times. How are you, Carrie? Great. How are you doing, Rob? Doing well. Fascinating article. Why everyone from bankers to filmmakers are changing careers and learning to code. I wish I knew how to code. Uh, Me too. You know, I've been thinking about it more and more the more I write about it. But (laughs) someone has to report on this trend as well, right? Well said. So, but... Not a lot of money compared to you and me, what we do versus what Mark Zuckerberg does, and he knows how to code, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, it really depends. You, the, There's one part of money. You also have to find a job out of it, and so that's where the story that I uh, wrote for IB Times comes in. What do you typically do for IB Times? Do you have like a beat? Do you cover jobs? Do you cover careers, tech, anything in particular? So I'm a general tech reporter on the team. I tend to focus on social media companies. And so, therefore, these coding schools for the story that I recently wrote uh, is one way that these social media powerhouses are now attracting talent. I've said something on air that I think is going to hold true. Down the road, Google and Facebook will open up universities because they keep saying again and again and again, we can't get enough engineers. We need more mm-hmm foreign visas, we need to bring people in from other countries. Is that a crazy concept from what you're learning? I mean, I don't think it's completely crazy. Uh, We have seen these coding schools and these companies have a direct pipeline relationship. One way that students can pay for this program is actually Facebook will sponsor your tuition. Uh, We've seen that with uh, Etsy's relationship with one program called the Recurse Center. So, yeah, they've already formed these partnerships as to creating their own schools. That's a whole other topic that we'll have to see if they decide to choose that investment. For now, they're letting these other people take hold of the industry. What is coding school all about? Is it a step after high school? Is it a step in the middle of your career? When do we go to these coding schools? So it really depends. There are people from all different uh, ages and walks of life going to these schools. The people that I spoke to, were uh, some of them 
each of them had completed a four-year college degree, but one was two years out of college, did banking for two years, and wanted to try to learn how to code. So he had no previous background in programming, went through a program, uh, and now has a successful job at a startup. Someone else, uh, a 32-year-old filmmaker, he decided to spend a year teaching himself how to code, uh, so a free option, and now has a career. So there's, it really depends the whatever transition you want to make. What do we do once we have the coding experience? And what is coding experience? What's it look like on your resume? Is it a, a certificate? Is it a degree? Is yeah. it a program that you can say, I've, I've finished? Yeah, so that's one benefit of these coding schools is you, if you go to a reputable one, obviously they can be well-known in the industry. So you can say that I went through this process. But it's just like other skills you would list on your resume. If you're applying for an entry-level job as a coder, you need to know certain programs, and these are called JavaScript, Ruby on Rails. By doing these coding schools, you're checking off that you have experience in each of these uh, sections. So why write an article about this, you know, for bankers and filmmakers? Why why bring up the concept of socially we're changing? Yeah, so we've seen a trend in people leaving their jobs, going to coding schools. That's a story that's been told a lot. What I was most interested in going into it, we've heard that these coding schools are really expensive for people, that some of them are charging $12,000 off the bat, which can be a huge opportunity cost for people who are interested in pursuing technical careers from something else. So I discovered uh, that these coding schools are actually evolving and choosing different models. The school that I chose to profile, Viking Coding School, actually offers a deferred tuition model, meaning that they take a percentage of your first year salary, and therefore there's no opportunity cost. It's essentially the business, the instructors are guaranteeing that you're going to get a job because if they don't get you a job, then they're not making money. And the better job that they get for you, the more money they make. So Viking School, they have a summer program. You do a $2,000 deposit, and then you agree to a percentage-based job placement fee set at 18%. Is that coming out of your pocket, or is that coming out of the employer's pocket? That's coming out of your pocket. That's taken directly from your first year salary. So let's say if I get a job that makes 70 k a year, then I'm going to pay over $12,000 back to the Viking Code School after the year's end. How do you feel about that? Because that seems to me but that's such an odd concept. It's tough for me to swallow. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a lot that you're paying. But what I think it's interesting that – there's, like I said, there's opportunity costs. You're essentially guaranteeing that you're going to have this high-paying career. It's this outcome accountability idea that's actually being considered and thrown about for all kinds of higher education models. Does this mean, and I, I, does this mean computer science at Stanford goes away, or does this make computer science majors at Stanford even more valuable? Yeah, I think it's a different uh, concept. Yeah, if you decide at age 18 you're going to Stanford and you want to pursue a computer science degree, go for it. That's fine. You're going to learn so much more than just the technical skills, like I mentioned before, Ruby on Rails, JavaScript. You're also getting a broader education while being at Stanford and connecting and discovering yourself. These schools are essentially you're just for three, two to three months, you are learning the technical skills and helping build a network that could have been built, uh, you know, over the course of four years pursuing a degree at Stanford. But, like, I think parents have to be looking at this going, I can't really afford, I could afford four years or I could send them to a coding school. 
And if I can get my if I can get my kid a six figure job by Stanford, great. If I can get my kid a six figure job by coding school, great. But there's a major cost difference between the two. I mean, this is uh, I like the idea. You lose yeah, the social aspect, but I like the idea. Exactly. No, that's a question for parents, a question for students as well. What what path they want to take in this? Obviously, college and this boot camp set is a completely different experience. If you just want to, at age 18, learn the skills of coding and go directly into a job, all right. But that doesn't have to be the choice for everyone. And what we've seen, you know, in this trend with coding education is that people older, people who already completed college degrees are also using these uh, schools to learn more technical skills. What was your experience? Are people really finding jobs out of this? Because I'm a little leery. You know, you <laughs> sit on the couch late at night, you watch these uh, infomercials about higher education, computer classes, things like that, come to our trade school, and, you know, I found a job in three months, and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I feel a little leery. And should yeah. I be leery or should I not be leery? Should I be trusting this concept? Well, like any type of uh, idea, if you graduate four years of college, it's, you know, th there's pressure on you to find a job to establish a network and get a career. So what's interesting about these smaller coding programs is they're guaranteeing that the instructors who run it already have connections to specific companies. For example, Viking Code School, he has three advisors on his board. One of them was one of the first employees at Airbnb. So obviously he's very connected to the San Francisco tech scene and can help introduce successful candidates to these programs to companies. And then it's up for both the instructor and the student to try to guarantee a job at the end. Anything else that we need to know? I'm speaking with Carrie Flynn from IB Times. You can find her at ibtimes.com. It's a great website. Lots of lots of content that I like that's applicable to me. Anything else that we need to know about this coding school story? Yeah, I think well, what's interesting with this model that it's deferred tuition, it's also completely online. We've seen this trend where a lot of these boot camps, people packing up their bags and going to San Francisco and New York, these big hubs, which is a huge cost for people to have to completely move for elsewhere and not necessarily guarantee the fact that they're going to get a job. Really, what's interesting about fighting code school is their model doesn't require you to relocate. Essentially, you could be living with your parents for three months and then hopefully guarantee a job at the end. Um, and you also, the deferred tuition model is interesting. But we don't know about the success yet. The first official class starts June 29th and goes until the end of the summer. So I'll definitely be keeping my eyes out to see how, how the success rate turns out to be. Thanks very much and have a good long weekend. It's Carrie Flynn with IB Times. Um, Carrie Flynn, F-L-Y-N-N, Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y. If you want to Google her, and I'm sure her name will pop up numerous times. Uh, pretty successful writer for Forbes, the Huffington Post, Money Magazine, but in this particular case, IB Times. Always good to learn a little bit more. Um, I can imagine there's a lot of people who are listening today going, huh, maybe I don't like my job so much, maybe I'm going to go to coding school. Uh, if you listen to any heartbeat, any pulse of the tech industry, they're hiring and they're paying six-figure jobs. And if you have a kid, I'm not saying you have to get them into math and sciences, but it really helps if you get them into math and sciences. Um, if he's got a good left arm and he can throw a curveball and he can hit lefty, sure, there's something to be said for that. But math and sciences are the way to go in the future economy, in my opinion. You don't want to have that, uh, how shall we say, debate with yourself later in life of did you do enough math and sciences. 
gives a lot of structure. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I always want to thank the IB Times. They give me great guests, and I appreciate it. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Rob Black and your money. We code hard in these cubicles, keep the thin tax light in the algorithm tight. We code hard in these cubicles, gotta use Java if it's gonna run right. We code hard in these cubicles, Java keeps adapting, you know what's built to last. We code hard in these Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.